Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now, here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to the show. And just like the man said, I'm Richard Bliss, your host. You're listening to episode 199. I have a returning guest. We have a lot of content, so I'm going to jump right into it. But before we do, one thing you might enjoy. I am a writer. That's what I do during the daylight hours when I'm not recording podcasts. You can go find some of my writing on Forbes.com. Just go out to Forbes.com, type in Richard Bliss in the search bar, and you can see my latest article, How to Fail with a Perfect Score. I hope you enjoy it. Now, let's go talk to our guest. My guest is Gary Ray. Gary is the owner and founder of Black Diamond Games in Concord, California. It's one of the most successful top 10% game stores in the country. He uh, writes extensively about Kickstarter at his uh, blog website, blackdiamondgames.com. I strongly encourage you to go check that out. And I've brought him back on the show because, first of all, we ran out of time talking about some cool stuff um, last time. But he's he's reached into Kickstarter to use it to not m- make a widget and sell something, but actually to use it to build out his store. And that's a a project he's about to launch. And so I thought I'd have him back because so many of you who are listening have said, okay, great. You know, board games, are there other ways that Kickstarter can be used? And can we talk about that? And I thought this is a perfect way of using it to do something slightly unusual. Um, This isn't that common on Kickstarter. And so I thought I'd have Gary back. Gary, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Okay. So let's just jump right into it. Um, In our last episode, we talked about kind of your position on Kickstarter and in the retailers and board games, and you gave some great insights. Um, and we have a lot more there to talk about. I feel like I did a terrible job as an interviewer because there was so much great content I think I missed out on. Yeah. But this episode, we're going to talk about you're about to launch a Kickstarter campaign of your own. That's right. That's right. Tell we're, us a little bit about that. So we've been, we've been in business for, for almost 10 years now. And our, our, we have Game Space, a game center that we purpose built when we moved here seven years ago. And it's been, it's been maxed out for, for a couple years now. So we need to expand. And there's a couple obvious ways stores do that. They either start another store or they move to a bigger location, usually in a worse area, <laughs> because it's just expensive to have square footage just tied up for Game Space. Um, but we, we decided on a third option, which is to build up, uh, to build a, a second a second floor for our game space, uh, and we've been working on that for since last summer. And so, over this past year, you have taken st- so Kickstarter wasn't your first option, right? No, it's not the first option, and it's not the sole funding source either. So we have a we have a bank loan that should cover a, a good portion of the of the construction. But we looked at it this way, right? Like we looked at it as a, like, what's the business case for this? What's the return on investment? Uh, and how, uh, and will, will that get us to where we need to be? And the answer was no, it won't, it won't work. It makes no sense to do this from a business perspective, at least taking out the loan and doing it a hundred percent the usual way. But if we could tap the, our, our community, if we can use, you know, crowd, crowdfunding, uh, to kind of push us over, then it, then it actually would work. Now, this is kind of a, I guess if Kickstarter didn't exist, this is almost like putting out a donation jar that says, we're trying to expand, please donate here. Right. And that would never work. That would just, it would never happen. It would be impossible to do. No. And one of the things that I've uh, talked to, I was just recently interviewed for Wired Magazine about Kickstarter crowdfunding. And one of the things I identified is, is that 
what Kickstarter is not a technology company, right? It's not some new technology. I mean, the ability for you to go online and give money to something. Right. Right. Amazon, and the fact that you're using Amazon to do it means that, yeah, there's no technology here. What's here is a social conversation that now you have permission to ask people for money and it doesn't feel like you're begging and it doesn't feel like they're giving a handout. So it's like the social engineering that's happened. Right. And, and we're also not just asking for money. We're trying to monetize, you know, a service and, a, and, and some electronic products to make it to make it worthwhile as opposed to just, you know, please, please put money in the jar. <laughs> right. And I, I, got, I know that many listeners are wondering, OK, when you make it, they're wondering how you're going to do this from a reward uh, standpoint, because when you have a board game or an ebook or a CD, I mean, it's really easy. Here's the thing you get, so give me the money, I'll send it to you. Or you want two copies, okay, double the money. Or you want the, the special edition, okay, triple the money, whatever. But in this case, people are wondering, what in the world do you incent people to – what do you incent them with in order to get them to donate money beyond just five bucks? Um, a couple things. Uh, I'll, st- I'll, I'll tell you the, 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 incent- the, the obvious incentives first. So we're commissioning a bunch of different projects. Um, we're doing a, a card game. We're doing a role-playing adventure for Pathfinder. Uh, we're that, doing – What does that – hang on. So what does that mean? We're commissioning, we're commissioning designers to, to create product for us themed around our store. That will be you know, electronic products that will be given away to those who support us. Interesting. So you know game designers or creative artists who you've gone to and are, okay. You don't have to exactly. answer that. So, exactly. Yes, we have we have these people on board. They're busy right now making these products <laughs> for you. And so hey, donate to our the mezzanine, this right. expansion of the store. And because you're a donator, a Donor, donor, donor. I'm having trouble with English today. We'll send you this unique, exclusive thing. Exactly by you know sometimes by people you even know, you've heard of. <laughs> so, okay. so that's that's a great deal. That's kind of the that's the icing on the cake. The 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 main thing we're doing for the local people. I mean, we're we're also doing the you know the Wall of Heroes, which is the you know recognition wall to get your to to. to like a lot of nonprofits will do is they'll take their donors and put their names on the wall. Sure. If you go to Salt Lake City, walk in the plaza, you can walk on my name because I yeah. was one of the people who bought a brick for the Olympics coming to Salt Lake City. So Exactly. So yeah, well, you know, buy a brick. So we have that going on. But uh, a large part of what we're doing uh, service-wise is we're doing – we're essentially doing a gym membership uh, for our game center where you uh, – like right now we have uh, – mo- all of our events are pay-to-play, which is – it's. It, Sounds bad, but it's you pay five dollars, you get five dollars of store credit when you come in and you play in each evening. And our and the place is packed every single evening, so there's definitely people showing up for that. So you pay them to play. We, we, they they pay us five dollars, they get five dollars of credit to, uh, each time they come in to to play the, to play the organized play that we've got going. Okay, so hang on, a uh, little segue here. Yeah. Explain to my listeners and me. How that makes financial sense for you to take somebody's five dollars and then give them five dollars? It guarantees it guarantees that they spend at least five dollars in your store. Okay. So so you're still gonna so from a financial perspective that five dollars you know it's like we we talked in the last episode your Keystone it's basically two fifty Keystone so the cost of goods is two fifty or whatever and you make you know fifty cents on it or whatever you make so, you make very little money okay it guarantees that people actually come in and use your space and, and are your customers and not just using you okay 
So, uh, so these people, and you're saying that you do this every night? We do this every night. And every night you get a packed house of people who have paid you five bucks for a $5 credit so that they can come play. Is it organized play? It's organized play. And is it to then, I mean, the first thing that jumped in my mind, is it like Magic the Gathering every night or is it a, a wide variety? It's actually not, it's not the CCGs because they have their own kind of monetization built in, but it's things like Pathfinder and Board Game Night and, and stuff like that, you know, Warhammer 40K. Those people come in, they do their pay to play. And I, there's an organizer. So if I walk in to the store, I'm a visitor, I walk in, I see all these people playing in the back. I can't just walk back there and start playing? If, if it's your first time, yeah, you can do that. It's first time's free. <laughs> Got it. But after that, how do they know it's my first time? Uh, you would usually come up and be confused and we would talk to you. And oh, okay. <laughs> all right. There's a noob plaster on the front of my head when I walked in the store. This guy we can spot him a mile away. <laughs> yeah, I bet you can. All right, so you, so now, now that makes sense. You've got this ongoing evening. So now, what you've, I'm guessing, what you're going to go is you, you're basically selling a subscription so that hey, support the store, and you don't have to pay anymore to play. Right, and not only that, but we've got uh, because of our limited space, we have uh, we have no open play, especially especially in the evenings, right? Because we're we're packed. Uh, so part of that subscription is we reserve space, you know, at, at all times, there's a few blackout times like magic releases and stuff where we have tables reserved for those, for those subscribers to come and use the space whenever they want. Uh, so there's that additional, additional value added. Interesting. And, uh, okay. So tell me. How have you gone about? Okay, so I know listeners are going, "Oh, wow, that's kind of interesting." And some store owners are like, "Well, we should, we should try that. I wonder if that right. would and work." Then the, and, and then those, and then those electronic, the, the electronics things that we're developing to, to kind sure. of sure, yeah. Um, now I had a question. Let me see if I can remember it because my brain is just kind of exploding here with all different ideas. This community that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, I'm guessing that you've done a good job of pretty much keeping track of the majority of these people. Am sure. I making sense? How do you, so when you start talking about reaching out to these people, letting them know, what steps are you taking now to do the outreach to get them hooked and involved? Um, well, let's see. We've got signage in the store, which is, of course, important. But our, our, main, our main marketing focus has been Facebook. And I think we have – we're up to about 4,500 people. 4,500 fans on our Facebook page. Uh, so that helps quite a bit, uh, as well as my blog, which tends to, to draw on people remotely. There's, uh, I'll tell you, there's another, there's another offer that we have that kind of relates to the blog. It's, it's a game. It's called game store rescue. <laughs> okay. So what's that? Um, it is consulting. <laughs> so if you've got a game store, I can either do, I can either show up and help you for a day or I can work on a project remotely for you. So, so basically you can help other game store owners figure out how to make themselves more effective as a game be closer to reaching true profitability. That's right. That's right. And that's something I've been doing kind of on the side for free through the blog because I get a lot of people who read my industry blog and then they contact me and have lots of questions. So that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. You're fairly active in your community. as, And when I say the community, I'm not talking about the local community now. I'm talking about the, the overall board game industry community. Right. What, the game what, trade. Yeah, the game trade. What are some of the things that you do to increase your exposure and your level of the level of awareness of Gary Ray and Black Diamond Games? 
Well, it's never that's never my goal. It's just I like to write, and I like to write about the game trade because I find it fascinating. So I'm always writing a lot of. I write a lot of behind the curtain business uh, business articles on my on my blog about that, and I get a lot of I get a lot of pushback. You know, I've learned a lot over the years. Uh, one of the things about retail is your you know your local business is probably very different than the one just down the street. Uh, so it's it's been educational for me. It helps. It kind of reinforces when I come back to my business and try to solve problems. I have a bigger perspective. Uh, but I end up helping a lot of people through that. So as you got ready to do your Kickstarter campaign here, it, um, what what help have you asked and how have you gone about asking for input and, and help on that? Well, it's – I've got this <laughs> – it's funny. I'm actually not even managing the Kickstarter. My manager is the project manager for the Kickstarter uh, and I've got an assistant manager who's doing a lot of, a lot of the work as well. Um, I've, I have essentially delegated the Kickstarter to my staff and they are doing a fantastic job. Of, of developing it and running it. And we're probably, we're going to, at the end, we're going to have an outside consultant take a look at it. Uh, but it's looking, it's looking really strong. How, so have, are you, have you started to share how much money that you're going to raise or, or the, any of those details? I can share it with you. I haven't shared it with anybody else. It's, we're looking for 25,000. Okay. Uh, it would be nice to, to make more, but 25, 25 will get the job done. 25,000 doesn't sound like a lot of money. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not, and uh, not when you're seeing some of these projects, right? It's, the, it, it's, 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 a, it's not even, it's, you know, it's well less than half of the project cost. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Have, have you, wow, okay. I won't tell anybody 25,000. Okay. If it's only That's me fine. you shared it with, I won't tell we're gonna, anybody. We're going to, we're going to announce it in two weeks anyway. So, oh, okay. So, um, maybe the, I don't know when the show will be. Okay. We'll be live, but uh, it's okay. You, whenever you want, whenever I want. Okay. Yeah. Just between you and me. Hey, there we go. <laughs> so some things would come to mind. Tell me why this is a bad idea. Would you reach out? So you've reached out to some of these creative people. Have you, well, I guess that's a bad idea. I was just thinking, you know, there's product all over the place. Are there, are there people who would donate their time or effort or product to help you? I, I, uh, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about in this case. It's hard. The the problem that we're trying to do is that the big thing is that it, we're trying to trying to theme everything we're giving away to the store. So the the card game, for example, would be themed. You know, Black Diamond Games has kind of trade dress. We've got a knight and and you know our motto is quest for fun. So we're trying to include all of our all of trying to theme all of the games that we're giving away to the store. So that it's not just a game, but it's you know a good game related to supporting us and related to the store. Sure. And it's mostly so far it's been pretty easy. The the I'm working on the Pathfinder the Pathfinder project has been mine and I'm that's been the hardest one so far, but the other ones are pretty good. So are, do you have um and the reason I'm pausing here is because this is really different than the tr most traditional Kickstarter projects that are out there. Uh -huh. you're, you're, you're raising money for ba uh, yeah, I know there's a physical thing here, but it's kind of an intangible. You've got challenges then of what you can actually give away or, or have people buy into. Do you anticipate any type of uh, buy-in from outside your own geographical audience? The, the you know your own fans who come into the store. Yeah. Yes. We. I. I expect that. I expect that to happen. And there's the the blog. The blog tends to get some pull. I know there's people internationally that are that have already said that they would support us. Uh, 
I don't know how much of that support, I mean, we would need, but really we, we need like three to 500 people, uh, to get, you know, on average, I'm, I'm thinking, and, you know, we have a thousand regular customers at least. So, uh, I'm guessing the majority of this will be from our base and then there'll be some from, from abroad, from farther away, farther afield. So if you had a thousand, I, yeah, a thousand customers who would be willing to step up at $25 each, boom, there you've hit it. Done. Done. All right. Next. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was easy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then all we got to do is build it, right? <laughs> right. All you got to do is build it. Now, it is taking you a while to get to this point, and, you, and you're using Kickstarter, and we only have a, a couple of minutes left. Is there a little bit of – so this whole Kickstarter thing, I'm obviously a big fan of Kickstarter, and I, and, I, and I like to talk about it a lot. And you and I have talked about some of the – it's not so rosy and positive for everything. But as you went into this, were there some doubts about using Kickstarter as a, as a viable way of doing this? Did you have to convince yourself or somebody convince you or were you like, no, I think I'll give this a try? It, it was one of those things where um, it was mentioned really early on, like a couple years ago, that, well, you should just use Kickstarter for that. And it was kind of a joke at the time. And then it started to grow on me. It started to make more sense. Uh, and the fact that with this project especially, it's it's – we're. It's unlike any other other business expansion. We're not asking people to buy our inventory for us. We're basically saying uh, there's a space that has no value to anyone except you, right, the community. Uh, it, it has value to us as long as we're in this space because we lease it. We don't own it. Uh, it's not going to be ours. It has no value to the, to the to property management. They'll probably tear it down, although it's going to be so nice I would doubt they do that. Um, so really, if you would, you know, this is this is about us going so far and you pushing us over the line. So if you could just do that, that makes sense. That makes sense to me that that would be a Kickstarter project. It wouldn't make sense to me that I would ask for money to do some general project, right? To put a new deck on your house or something, or or, or I need twenty grand in inventory. Please give me twenty grand for inventory. <laughs> right. Tell me what games you want, and maybe I'll get those. Although, have you thought about something like that at a pledge level? I, is it, I thought about it. I don't. I don't think it's viable, but I would love to see someone try it. <laughs> sure, and it sounds like this. This is, is a bit of an experiment because you're, like, I'm going to guess, like most Kickstarter project owners, you're not quite sure how this is going to go, are you? Not only am I not sure, but I've I've got quite a bit invested in this already. I mean, I've got you know, I've I've probably spent ten thousand dollars in the exploration process, and I've got a lot more expenses coming up. So really, we're hoping. We're doing our best to make sure this happens. Where could somebody find more information out about this? Oh, God. <laughs> have you, do you have a site like where somebody could go, a landing page or anything? My, my blog has – my blog talks about it endlessly. So there's some links on the blog with, with, uh, with, um, with the blueprints, like the, the layouts from the architects. Okay. So uh, black, blackdiamondgames.com, go out there and just go look for the blog? Just click on the blog link. All right, and then the uh, web, the Facebook page that you mentioned. Uh, that's the Black Diamond Games Facebook page. Okay. Which, if you click on forums on the Black Diamond Games website, will just take you there now. <laughs> okay, perfect. So those yeah. are the places that people who are interested in following how this goes along, in case they want to do this themselves. Yeah, they can or follow want, along or want to participate remotely because we have cool things. You do have cool things. Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking. I don't know if I could help um, come up. We do a seminar on crowdfunding Kickstarter. Um, bring people in to talk. I don't know. Um, yeah. We'll, have, yeah, we'll have to try something. I'd love to see what I can do to participate and help. Sounds great. Gary, thank you so much for being on the show again. Thanks, Richard. 
You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Gary Ray, founder and owner of Black Diamond Games in Concord, California. He's launching a Kickstarter campaign to expand his store, looking to raise $25,000 from his fan base, his customers, to see if they'd actually not be more than willing to come in and buy a game, but also to actually fund the expansion of a store so that there would be more gaming area. It's a very interesting take. There's been uh, other projects out there have done similar things, but uh, this one's close to home here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We'll watch it closely. Hopefully you've heard something inspiring. I always hear something inspiring, and Gary's got a lot of good information. Go check him out at blackdiamondgames.com. Check out his blog, and you'll learn a ton of insights about the board game industry running a game store, and just business in general. Thanks for listening. Take care.